gentlemen. The roof caving in, basement flooded, kitchen on fire. But you want to discuss shrubs for the yard? So, you don't know a crisis when you see it, or you get a kickback from the shrub store. Clearly, an educational crisis is blighting the landscape. Every year, the schools seem dumber. The professional experts are better than ever at creating ignorance and illiteracy. But why would they do that? Is there some group advocating ignorance and illiteracy? Yes, but they don't advocate. They just do it non-stop. Who is going to stop them? Clearly not our official organizations. They are busy discussing shrubs. Take a look at the agenda of our political parties. Would you be surprised to find that they are not even aware of a crisis? One observer sums up the priorities of the Republican parties. Open quote, choice, free speech, and keeping Washington out of education. No hint of crisis there. Republicans, according to Wikipedia, feel this way. Open quote. Most Republicans support school choice through charter schools and school vouchers for private schools. Close quote. The Reform Party of America proclaims, open quote, every child in every community should have access to quality education that prepares them to compete in a global economy. Close quote. No crisis there. The Democratic Party says, open quote, it is the government's responsibility to ensure that every child everywhere is able to receive a world-class world education that enables them to lead meaningful lives no matter their race, sex, sexual orientation, etc., etc., close quote. That's just business as usual. These people have never heard the word crisis in connection with public education. Even as grades are falling, budgets grow and ROI decreases. Random bullying and violence are more and more common. Teachers quit in record numbers. So why would anyone insist we have a crisis? COVID played into this confusion and ambiguity as schools simply shut the doors and told kids to stay in the basement. Defunding the police played into this as little education takes place when professors are focused on social engineering. No matter where you look, there is destruction, but no urgency. Clearly none of these people understand that we are dying, the country and the culture. In basic training, the U.S. Army teaches a primal instruction. First, stop the bleeding. You might not even know the guy's wounded. Then you roll him over, blood everywhere, and you can put your hand inside his chest. He's gone. Our public schools are like that. Educators have a tendency to talk in whispers, but we need to shout the news that, educationally speaking, we are the Titanic. Time to launch the lifeboats and save K-12 by immediately taking three steps. Simple, easy steps. One, schools must be safe you wouldn't hesitate to visit there with your family. Two, children learn to read in first grade. Phonics and cursive are the essential tools. Three, children master basic arithmetic. Four plus seven equals 11, nine minus five equals four, and a hundred other similar expressions need to be mastered in order to get a good foundation for arithmetic.
We don't have to invent anything new. We retrieve the theories and methods that have always worked. We get rid of the counterproductive replacements, all gimmicks, such as sight words, common core math, common core anything, constructivism. That is all the evil nonsense that our education establishment deploys against us. I've been preaching reform for 25 years. Now I think the word is not strong enough. We need resistance throughout the society. Any idea the education establishment loves should be hated by people who love education. Drive a stake through it. There is a quick presentation of my resistance campaign, which includes websites, articles, YouTube videos, podcasts, and two books, which are excellent gifts. Find out more and how you can help by visiting Support Education Reform. Thank you. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, The big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lenin's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of subeducated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.